Welcome back to Say Something Interesting. This is Megan, and we are the follow-up podcast for East Lake Tri-Cities Church in the Tri-Cities. With me, as always, is... Brent. And we're so excited to have you here. I never know how to here. do that. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. Yeah, it is. We started a new series yesterday. We did. Very excited about it, actually. Are you? Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as a raised Christian person, whenever you do kind of a this focus is your on audience. Christian. Ah, this is your target, man. Yeah, this I'm is always right get excited. Yeah. Yeah. New series yeah. called Prepared. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's kind of like a you're into apologetics or like defending your faith or just like trying to have something to say in response to people kind of taking sort of uh, like uh, passing pot shots, not approaches that are like, you just like, I, I'm supposed to, I'm probably supposed to say something about, oh, so you're like a Christian or whatever, right? And you're like, I never know what to say <laughs> or what to do. So yeah, let's, let's talk about that. I think the other bit. reason I'm excited about it is I always want, I really, really, really want to be the person who has the like witty comeback or the like thing nice, that right? says something yeah. that just like stops someone in their tracks. And I'm never that person until yeah. like three hours later when I'm taking a shower and then I'm like, oh, I should have said this. I always respect people <laughs> like that, like who have that. In fact, in second service, I mentioned one specifically that I have my, my buddy Jeremy who always has these liners that you feel like he's just, he planned these out, he wrote these out, yeah. he just sits on them until the exact right time, and then he throws them out there, and they're always thought out, they're funny. And uh, so, like, for instance, I'll just give one example of ways I was thinking of this morning. Like, if you've ever been to, like, dinner with him or lunch with him or whatever, and your foot accidentally kicks his foot under the table, or he his foot kicks your foot under the table, that's probably more specific, and normally, in, in the like, my response would be, ooh, playing footsies with me, which is not that funny. That, that, that's cliche and stupid, <laughs> yeah. right? And his line would be, I'm joking if you are. And it's so funny. <laughs> and you're like, you're hilarious. Like, but it that's... also takes a minute to, like, because it's not normal. Yeah, I'm just joking if you are. And you're like, God, that's funny, man. <laughs> nice. Nice pull. You know what I mean? That's just, yeah. I don't know, one example of it. I know. And when it comes to uh, faith, we can be like, you know, try to summarize your your faith in thirty seconds. You're like fumbling over words. You mm-hmm. never you walk away. Like you said, like three hours later, you go, I, "God, I know what I should have said. Mm-hmm. This is what I should have said." Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to like preemptively beat the, the you know beat it to the punch and try and think through some of these logistics deal. So, anyways, yeah. that's the, that's the goal. That's the thing. But how was your weekend? It was good. Yeah. Yep, I got to see my boyfriend. Well, that's always fun. It's always fun. He is an, He's he, a truck driver, so I don't see him every day. In and out of town. Yep. And did you guys do anything fun for the weekend? No, we just hung out, okay. had dinner. <laughs> All right. Where'd you guys eat dinner? We got takeout. Oh, nice. <laughs> From Fancy. Thai. From Thai? Uh-huh. Nice. From a Thai restaurant. Oh, so. well, I thought from some, some guy named no. Thai. From a Thai restaurant. Okay. <laughs> we got Thai takeout. There we go. <laughs> I took my son to the uh, Monster Jam yeah. truck rally thing uh-huh. up in... Uh, I've never, I never went to that as a kid. My dad... I think I've said this before. My dad was never into cars and, and never, so I was never into cars. And so, um, but I had a, a buddy here at Eastlake who, who said, I got some extra tickets. You want to go? And so Spokane Arena drove up there and big old monster trucks, all the classics. Um, so Megalodon, the one that looks like a shark, uh, Grave Digger, which is, uh, <laughs> Uh, they have awesome names. Which by is the like way. the I think the only original one oh. in there still. And it's still I, I read this in the book. This is not my say something interesting, <laughs> but I found it was interesting. All of the other ones um are all like uh like vinyl painted or like they 
like spray painted and the the uh, grave digger one is the only one still hand painted it's one of the original yeah. ones and so this is a tour i didn't know this this is a tour they have like four regions that they so it's not the only grave digger truck there's like four or five different trucks mm-hmm. and they're all in different areas and they have different drivers in each one but then they compete and they have a point system and you get a certain amount of points but the really cool feature about this one was you got to ha- have a voting experience as a fan in the audience well that's kind of fun yeah so with your smartphone um, they would kind of do their tricks and their stunts, and then you had like a little wheel that you would move up or down based on what you thought, and then they would collaborate all of the different votes together, and then that would be the actual score that that guy received. I mean, they could be controlling it and faking it or well, whatever, yeah. but for the most part, it felt like that's pretty legit, and uh, it made it more interactive for a guy in the audience who's not really into trucks <laughs> uh, to feel like I had a little say in this, yeah. and I felt, I'll, I'll be honest, Megan, it felt really good. When I would put like, oh, I think that was seven and a half, and he'd get like seven, four, two, five, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I got this." <laughs> My first time ever seeing this, and I'm pretty much nailing the numbers. That's a real it's confidence like builder. Competitive Brent coming out. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did Grayson have fun? Oh, he had a blast. His so I had to bring up those headphones. Uh-huh. We we bought some headphones for the church for the main auditorium. Um, because for kids, if they want to go sit with their parents. And so I grabbed those before I left on Friday, and uh, I, I had him wear them. They're, they'd be like the ones you'd wear if you're like mowing the lawn or you're out yeah. there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he puts them on, and then he is so concerned for me to make sure that I wear mine. His was on the whole time. Yeah. And like I would take mine off because you couldn't hear the announcer sometimes. But Grayson was so scared because I'd kind of like maybe said something to him about you're going to lose your hearing. This is why we have these things. And so... Um, he took you seriously. Oh, and he would be like, dad, 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 put your headphones back on. <laughs> like headphone police. He's such a rule follower, man. That surprises me. I have two older, both of like London is like the most incredible rule follower ever. Uh, and then Grayson as well. Just I would not have pegged him as a rule follower. Yeah, I know. Cause he's, cause he's kind of a stinker. A yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> When it comes to that, when it comes to like a safety thing, he's yeah. he's a he's okay. a rule follower. So, and my other rule follower started a podcast this weekend. Yeah, um, I saw her notes here when we started. London and her little friend Lana uh-huh. McDowell um, decided. Well, London came on the podcast in December with uh, with this and had a blast, mm-hmm. and then decided that her and Lana wanted to do it. Lana came with us on a trip <laughs> um, last summer. We took her to the beach to go visit our grandparents, and she did. Her and London got along great. It was like London has some friends. Like in the short term, they're great. But then, like, if it's, like, more than a day, it's, like, not that great. And so, but Lana was fantastic. They got along so great. And uh, so, as a result, uh, London said, I want to do a podcast like you, Dad, and I'm going to do it with Lana. So, they have literally been FaceTiming a couple of times a week at night, which has been fantastic, planning their podcast. <laughs> this is so adorable. <laughs> so adorable. So, the name of their podcast... It's called God Squad Girls. Is God Squad Girls. Yep. They came up with that. They wanted to do... Like say something interesting, Junior or something, oh. and I was like, "No, like go get creative and do yeah. your own thing, right?" Mm-hmm. So Kylie is going to create the logo, and <laughs> so good luck, babe. <laughs> and my job is to figure out, like, for this podcast, I we upload this these tracks to Dropbox. Chris downloads them, edits them, posts them, and I don't know. Magically, they appear on iTunes. I have no idea how it works. I'm about to find out how it works because I'm not yeah, about to ask Chris yeah. how to do this. Yeah. Or I mean, I'm not going to ask Chris to do this for my kids. No. Um, so I'm going to do this. So, and it's probably going to cost some fees. It's going to cost some money, and nobody's going to listen to this podcast. Sorry, Lennon. I hope you're not listening. Well, hopefully, like maybe her grandparents will or something. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I-, I don't know. London is very persuasive. 
I would not be surprised if she got a following. On Sunday, well, <laughs> you know why? Because she loves Good Mythical Morning, which is like this YouTube oh, daily yes. uh-huh. vodcast thing. Yeah. She watches it like every day, all the time. And these guys are like, I mean, kind of idiots, kind of doing just whatever. Like, that's just the thing. And so I don't know how I feel about it, Megan. I'm, am, I, <laughs> am I feeding into this look at me phase? My daughter's not like that. She's not egotistical. She's not, she, you know... She, so I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm weirdly torn about this whole podcast thing because I'm, I'm, I'm doing a podcast. So yeah. obviously I'm engaging in this activity myself, <laughs> but I don't know at the age of 10, if this is something I should be like, yeah, you should do this and get a follow and, and care like... how many likes and listens you get or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, she's Which, almost, creative. she's I mean, almost in the middle school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know she's another year with Pasco of elementary, but she's almost in the sixth grade yeah. that like as someone who works in a middle school, they kids that age are right in this generation this time are very about social media and the media and having totally. a media footprint and i think of the things she could do that like would fulfill that kind of social need a podcast is probably one of the better options i just feel like this shows up in therapy sessions when she's 24 <laughs> like my dad let me have a podcast had had have a podcast at 10 and then i, I was just know. obsessed like, with ego the rest of my life no or obsessed with like what people thought of me is what i mean yeah that's gonna happen anyway. or the fear of having to like what are you going to talk about i don't know she, she asked me how do you prepare for this like what do you decide to talk about and i'll go out well, throughout the week we write some things down and we talk about we we base it off the talk from sunday so there's obviously inherent material in there mm-hmm. and so i was like you need to be prepared you need to be writing some things down which is basically my way of saying i'm trying to read right now could you go bother not bother me <laughs> go <laughs> prepare for your podcast go call on up <laughs> Um, so that happens, but anyways, <laughs> so she came up yesterday. They want, they want to record after church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So twelve fifteen or whatever, I come up, I turn this computer on, I get it all set up. I said, all right, you're going to push this record. And then I'm going to go back downstairs and start cleaning up like signs and everything else. And you've got 15 minutes to make this work. So we get it all set up. I click record. I step out of the room. I go downstairs and putting stuff away. Like 10 minutes later, she comes downstairs and I see her, and I'm like, oh, good. Wow, you're done. You got short. You had five more minutes to do. And she's like, ah, oh, we messed up. <laughs> so I stopped it, and I need you. we need to start it over. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. We never do <laughs> double takes. Like, you figure this thing out, right? We're, we're not that sophisticated of a podcast. You are not going to have a more sophisticated podcast than my podcast. Because <laughs> we, we have never, ever stopped and been like, oh, we screwed up. We should probably curse, edit that out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I said, one time free pass, I'll come up and restart it this week. But next week, you just roll right on through, baby. So <laughs> You're hardcore. Hardcore, man. You got to learn. Got to make it happen. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. All right. Well, we should probably dive into uh, Sunday's, Sunday stuff now that I've bored you with family things so far. <laughs> um, the week one of this is being prepared to define why you believe the things that you believe. We spent a considerable amount of time. Uh, in First Peter chapter three verses thirteen through eighteen, uh, we talked about a guy named Pliny the Younger who had some uh, correspondence back and forth with Emperor Trajan, which was I thought was just a fun, like good read. I mentioned, I mentioned that uh, you can go and, and go to eastlaketricities.com slash notes, or if you type the word notes into your phone and, and ninety seven thousand text it to that or whatever, um, you'll get a link to that. I highly encourage you if you haven't done that and that stuff interests you. Read the whole letter because it's it's a fantastic thing and it, it really shows a little bit about what was going on culturally and um, their their uh, 
their fascination with Christianity and like we're not sure what to do with this. The ambiguity of we got to do something, but it feels more prevalent than we kind of give it credit for. It felt like a at first it felt like a offshoot rambling thing uh, or, or a, like a cult thing or whatever, but now it's it seems to be more pervasive and less weird than we originally thought, which yeah. is kind of a cool thing. So it was interesting the that part of the letter that you shared. Yeah, the talk was. It definitely sounds. He definitely sounds like. Um, are are you sure we you should sure be worried about these this? people? Yeah, this is crazy a little <laughs> bit, right? Like they don't. They seem pretty okay. Actually, actually, they seem kind of great. Like I want them as my neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the feed that the response back that I I actually took took this out of the message, or um, I had this in my notes and I took it out was Trajan's response to him, which was a little bit like you kind of expect from like a capital type figure of, okay, well. We gotta have a like we can't allow this to continue to take place. He was more tolerant than his predecessor, but understood that not everything can just go as it goes. Like uh, we have to have some standards somewhere. So if it comes out uh, that this is that they are Christians, then you need to do something about it. But don't go seeking it out. It almost felt like an immigration issue, like uh, even for for modern day mm-hmm. immigration. Like, hey, all right, if we find out that they're this, <laughs> then you got to do something. But we're not gonna go knocking on doors, and yeah. and, and we're not gonna take this. Was a big one. Was and I think I mentioned in second. I'm not sure if I did in first. But what was happening was because people knew that there would be persecution, it was kind of hard to define who was Christian, who was not, because they didn't know. What they ended up getting were a bunch of anonymous tips about people who were supposedly Christian. Yeah. But some of it turned into like, I don't like him. Oh, geez. So I'm going to say he's a Christian, and then you're going to interrogate him, and there's and he of course he's going to deny it. Uh, but in the process, he's going to be detained, and there's going to be some things going on, and and uh, I can just shoot like slide a little anonymous letter, like, "Hey, go check out Jim. I think he's I think he's shady. <laughs> I think he might be a Christian, cannibal, whatever." And uh, mm-hmm. so then they then he says Trajan in the letter says we cannot pursue anonymous tips in this area. It only only pursue those that are that are obvious or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, it it's just uh, yeah, it, it brings to like real life some of the stuff that was going on in that world that I think is is important. So yeah, and these are like secular historical letters, yeah. not not like some sort just of Oxford world classics, yeah. Penguin books. Go for I mean, you know, it's not like from the Bible. No, or, no, I'm not you asking know, like, you to. I'm not asking you to just you know. Uh, suspend belief or or adopt a certain belief system in order to do this. This yeah. is just straight up Roman history. Yeah. So yep. check it out. Yeah. It was cool Good. part. Um so the importance of having a one liner. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on on that. Like Yeah, so I that was kind of my big takeaway and um piece. And I think it comes down to practicing uncomfortable conversations. Um my I often talk with my mom about uh like Sure. Like on Sundays, we'll have dinner and we'll talk about church stuff or podcast or what your sermon was or what the sermon they heard at their church was. And um, probably like a month or two ago, they had a sermon at their church about like Christianity is about leaning into the uncomfortable and it's about like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. And um, that's what this kind of reminded me of, too. And had that one liner happens and you're able to like make it happen when you've practiced it. Um, so for me, this really made me think about uh, probably like two years ago, I really decided that I wanted to be able to respond to people when 
um, and kind of like call out biases that I see and in a kind and loving way. Um, and so I started on this personal journey of really seeking out understanding my own biases and understanding kind of the brain around that. And so I have a great opportunity with my work to be able to do that. And so I would intend when we went to conferences or things like that, I would intentionally put myself in really uncomfortable like learning spaces so that I could learn about how to do that and how to make that happen. And then, um, probably like a year ago, I actually, like I had this situation happen with someone who I really love and we ended up having kind of a intense debate about it. But I like, it was the first time I felt like I knew what to say and had things to say and like was able to do it without damaging the relationship. Yeah. And so I so what I was thinking about was like that's the process that you have to go through in creating the one liner. Not that it necessarily come has like some sort of big long conversation that happens out of it, but being able to be comfortable saying this is what I believe. And it comes from practicing and it comes from like intentionally seeking understanding of what you believe and intentionally like putting yourself in spaces that will require you to practice doing that. Yeah. So. Listen, I mean, we don't have the bandwidth to be able to go in depth with everybody about all of the important topics of it, right? Yeah. And so, and then what we're faced with is the superficiality of a Twitter-esque type of scenario of life where we have broad knowledge, or we have um, surface level knowledge over a broad number of, of subjects. And we feel like we get our, we can get on a tweet and give out our little personal opinion uh, to our little audience that we've curated and, uh, you know, people who like us and maybe some people who don't, whatever. And we have little sound bites that we can give out. And a lot of times the sound bites can, can bounce around and they can be flimsy and they can be, I don't even know if I truly believe this, or I know this is just rhetoric, or I know that this is just out of anger and this is, I'm, I'm being completely reactionary to mm -hmm. it. And this is a different approach. I don't want to be reactionary. I want to have a thoughtful response. And not just in this area. Like, hopefully, yeah. you, you, this is a good tool to be able to be like, okay, I need to incorporate this into my thoughts on immigration policy or into um, any sort of political scenario or any sort of, you know, where do I prioritize uh, family and career balance or, or whatever. Like, I, I want to be able to have something to say that shows that, I've got a firm grasp, like I've thought through this, and there's more there to unpack if we choose to go down that road, yeah. um, because it is heavily nuanced, probably. Um, but uh, but I can't I can't do that with everybody at all times, and so. But I want to feel confident about it. I don't want to give out this lame answer that I don't really believe in, or that I find myself changing my opinion on like a, a couple of days later, or weeks later, now I read an article from uh, the New York times and I changed my mind. Well, now I read one from Newsweek and I changed my mind then like that feels flimsy, like flimsy knowledge and flimsy basis by which to stand on and say, this is what I believe. Like, I think, I think we're kind of getting sick of that as a culture. Like Twitter opened it up to be ha like all of a sudden we feel like our opinion is, is contributing something to the conversation, but then when everybody's opinion contributes to the conversation, we realize that it's a lot, like a lack of knowledge and lack of context and just yeah, <laughs> really uh, <laughs> uh, lack of expertise in this area does not mean that my opinions are as valid. And as I think it's taken uh, away the need to actually think about what you're gonna say. 
Yeah. And we go on Twitter to find out what yeah. we're supposed to think about things. Yeah. Like, that's horrible, guys. And really I, bad. And it, people, like, you don't have to be prepared. Just say whatever you're going to say. It doesn't matter. But I think on the really important things, you need to be prepared. Yeah. You need to have done the work. You need to have be intentional about what you say. How do you respond to people? Because I wanna, I wanna have something that I say to people when they ask me about my faith. That even if in that moment we're not gonna have a conversation about it, they're gonna come back to me sometime later and say, "Hey, when you said that thing about your faith, that really made me think." Yeah. Like I want to be that person <laughs> when right. I talk to people, other people. You know. Yeah. So what did you think about the one liner that I I proposed? And and I, I tried to mention on Sunday, like, hey, this doesn't have to be your one-liner. Yeah. But, like, some of the basics of trying to get it back to Jesus I think are important. I, I think it's the most important thing. Um, and the idea of not being, like, trying to couple that with the um, kindness and compassion and generosity or whatever that he yeah. talks about in verse 16 uh, of saying, hey, when you do this, or 15. It's, like, it's part of 50. It's like the end of 15. Yeah, 15. That was honestly one of my favorite parts because you, when you were going through the message in 930 at least, you you read the first part and then you're like, and that's often where people stop. But this part's really important. because yeah. We stop in 14 and then we yeah, never get to 15. Because First right. Peter 15 says, but do this with gentleness and respect. Like you are not supposed to just berate people about your faith. You need, yes, defend Christ and stand on Christ as Lord, but do this with gentleness and respect. Yeah. Be like, do not damage relationship in the process of trying to convince someone about what you believe. Yeah, and and one of the pieces that I tried to go into, and and I don't know that I did a great job in talking about it, <laughs> so that's why we have this podcast, <laughs> is trying to say that everybody believes something because of the way, because of their environment that they were brought up in. That nobody believes anything wrong on purpose. If they if they did, they would change it, right? You yeah. all, you believe all the things you. So um, when it comes to. <coughs> um, uh, certain uh, political ideals or whatever every everybody like has a backdrop for what they learn and 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 so then throwing the same information at them and saying you know how can you interpret it in this way well it's because they it's very like we see it from different lenses we have mm -hmm. to like at least understand that that's true maybe not like I don't know. Yeah, because then you. Can, well, I think you do have to respect that. That's true because that's their life. That's their lens. You can't like you don't. A lot of those things that create how the perspectives we have, we do not have control over. It's our right. childhood, or it's our, um, the circumstances we were raised in, or you know whatever. And, um, but you so you have to respect people's journey. That doesn't mean yeah. you have to agree with their perspective, but you have to respect that that is their perspective. Yeah. It also doesn't mean you have to sit there in silence and just let them talk at you or give that perspective to you, but you do need to be respectful and loving when you are countering them. It needs to be a conversation about, you know, hey, I understand that that's where you come from and I can totally understand why you come from that position, this is why I see it a different way. These are the things that I've experienced that make me see it differently. Yeah. Um, I hope that we can like have a conversation about it and maintain relationship throughout it and work on this for however long we need to work on it. Yeah. Cause there's a little voice in the back of my head that's saying that feels like relativizing truth, right? That feels like you have your truth. I have my truth and whatever. And so is there any absolute truth? Right. And so then it, I know it goes down into that road, and and I can say, well, two and two makes four to me, and you'd be like, well, two and two makes five to me, <laughs> and we, and it's 
if there is an absolute truth, then we can't both be right, right? But I think what he, what he would say is, let's set aside absolute truth for a moment and just talk methodology. If you're not doing it with kindness, if you're like beating them up and, and saying, well, you will say it's for. Um, are you really getting there? Isn't the better way to help them see it and talk through it? And if they yeah. are interested in being like, if, if, if you allow them the space to watch their life, show them that two and two doesn't make sense to make five. And I'm just using math in that equation. But like, <laughs> but what I'm saying is yeah. they're going to go through life on some other moralistic, let's say moralistic things where they'd be like, this is wrong or this is super right. Um, and if you believe it's right and it's truth, then allow them the space to figure out that that doesn't work out in real life, that yeah. there's going to be regrets and pains and things that, I don't know, can be avoided. And then and maybe it, they yeah. remember a time when you offered an alternative and didn't beat them up for it, but said, this is the reason for the hope that I have. Yeah. And they'd be maybe And I think open. if you have beat them up for it and damaged the relationship, there's no way... That in the future you're gonna there's gonna be some sort of avenue for them to see the absolute truth. Yeah, I, I like that's the big piece to me. That's what I hear when I hear Peter saying, "But do this with gentleness and respect." Is like, do not damage relationship while you are tra- talking to people about your faith in Christ and your hope in Christ. Yeah, like prioritize people that you are talking to over like winning some sort of argument. I love it. I think it's gonna be a good series. I'm super yeah. super pumped about it, especially the one. Uh, Apparently, I'm super pumped about it too. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You should be. Um, two more, or actually three more weeks of this. I mentioned uh, in the talk that it's gonna be a four week series. I'm only doing three. We're actually bringing in my university professor ah. um, to do East Like You on Friday night, and he's also gonna speak on Sunday. Uh, and he doesn't know this yet, but it's gonna be a part of the series because he's already given me his topic, and I was oh. like, hey. That, like coincidence, it actually fits because I was <laughs> I was literally gonna step up and be like, "Hey, we're gonna take a break from the series, and he's gonna talk because he's in town, and then we'll jump back into it." But I really think it's gonna be able to be like totally fine and seamless. So cool. I, I may not even mention it on Sunday. You just podcasters get a little insider information that that uh, Brent looks like he's in more control than than he is, and it's not. <laughs> it's just by accident it works out. So. Uh, let's or providence. Try. Yeah, providence. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely more likely. Jeez, pastor. Luck and brains. <laughs> Uh, okay. Something um, interesting yes. that we have found. Uh, I'll go first. That's okay. all right. Yep. So Kylie and I watched a documentary the other night. We had heard about it through another podcast that we listened to and then had just seen it on Hulu and Netflix. Uh, there's, there was a, a festival called the fire festival uh, that was supposed to take place in April of 2017. Uh, and I, I don't know if you remember it, like the promo video that came out for it, it was going to be on this, uh, exclusive Island owned by, uh, uh, Oh my gosh, what's his name? Pablo um, Escobar. Pablo Escobar. Um, so like huge drug runner, and but this was like tons of money, tons of stuff. They took like videos of them swimming with pigs. They have this island where these pigs are at, and they swim with them. And and there's like these incredible villas and all this stuff, thousands of dollars. It was gonna be kind of like Coachella uh, on, but on steroids because it's in the Bahamas. Yeah, and all of these things. So. Um, this is a documentary about how the whole thing went south and I, I, I won't, the interesting part isn't that it happened. Like it's, it's funny. It's cringeworthy to watch this take place. It's a bunch of millennial influencers who use their influence, who backed this project that they knew almost nothing about. So that like, the power of social media influence 
and the power of a of a promo video to get people to shell, shell over thousands of dollars to do this thing where it just it doesn't even and oh man the whole thing goes bad and as somebody who used to do like winter camps and summer camps for youth groups uh-huh. like that was like the worst part of my job I I hated it because there's just so many moving parts and it's like an event I'm much more designed for like this like a weekly church thing where it's like you have expectations, but they're like limited. You don't have to like blow people's minds away and be like, it's better next week and wait till <laughs> next week and the week after. And it was like, you thought camp was awesome last year? Wait till this year. You know, like that's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that drives me nuts. So, um, so watching this and watching it all fall apart was like, it was, it was, it was cringeworthy, but it was comforting. It was all kinds of stuff. It was so great. Now, there are two different documentaries, but they're on the same topic. You mm. don't need to watch both. You can watch both. Um, I think the Hulu one is better. Um, Kyla and I watched the next Netflix one together. I watched the Hulu one by myself. Um, but uh, the uh, Netflix one was made, produced by one of the promoters for the event. Oh, so interesting. That kind of makes it a little bit, little bit more biased. Um, it's an uh, Instagram account called F Jerry and. Um, then the Hulu one is kind of like more independent and they interviewed the actual guy who Billy McDonald, who was in charge of it, mm-hmm. who's now serving six years in prison, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and, but they, so they kind of took flack because they paid Billy to do the interview. So, and you're not supposed to do it with journalism. So it's like mm-hmm. on both sides of things, you got to kind of have a bias. They're both about an hour long. Um, if you watch one, there's going to be some crossover in terms of kind of already seen this. I kind of know how this ends on the other one, but, um, I, so if I had to pick one, I'd pick the Hulu one. Um, but, uh, super entertaining and super cringeworthy. Um, and just a real reminder of how like fickle the American public can be sometimes, (laughs) um, how, um, like the Old Testament proverb, a fool and his money are soon and quickly departed, right? They're yep. sep- quickly separated. Like that thing is, that proverb is 2,000 years old and it showed up in a huge way in April of 2017 because <laughs> they lost a ton of money. Yeah. So crazy stuff. Good things. Check it out. Fire fraud is F Y R E, fire fraud. Got so, it. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Uh, so mine. Uh, something interesting comes to me through this podcast that I subscribe to called Radio Lab, and they. Oh, sorry, I just knocked something over. <laughs> so they um, <clears throat> did. They promote this other podcast called Ten Things That Scare Me, and it is a really. Um, it's like a less than ten minute podcast. And they do, they just have people go on and list 10 things that scare them. So it's like one, and then they'll say the thing, two, they'll say the thing. So some of them, um, some of them, they just list it. They just say whatever scares them and then move on to the next. Some of them, they'll have like one line explanation. Um, Some of them, they will kind of explain it a little bit more or talk about their life. There's... um, not like huge name celebrities, but some pretty like decently known people. Um, Who come on there and share their fears. That like have made so John Green did one. The author. The author. Yeah. Um, the I don't remember his Tom something. He's the lead guitarist for Rage Against the Machine, I believe. Um, and then 
the she's this like chef woman. Sub, I wrote her name down. It's like Satine Sret or something like that. She did um, fat, salt, acid, bitter, whatever. It's a it's a thing on Netflix. A show on Netflix. Oh. She's a chef. Um, so you just named my food pyramid. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's Samin Nosrat. Okay. That's her name. All right. Um, and then, so hers was one of my favorites. And then they also did, so this woman named Blair Braverman, who is a sled dog musher, and she just got, she's in her rookie training year for her rookie Iditarod. Um, so she did one. And then my other third recommendation favorite one was uh, i think it's deontay folk and he's a high schooler from new york who does um he does like gaming he has like a streaming gaming youtube channel um and so it was i don't know they were i listened to a ton of them last night because they're only like five minutes so each episode each episode episode is five minutes long and it's one person well some of them are like up to eight i think the longest i've seen so far is eight minutes it's just each person listing the 10 things that they're Uh most afraid of and um what would be on your list? You don't have to give me all yeah. eight, but give me a couple that are on your list. <laughs> um, I was thinking about it last night. So one of them would. So they. One of the best parts about it is the there are definitely categories of fear that all humans have okay. in the common. So like they have different things. All these people have different things they're afraid of, but they definitely fall into different categories. So one of the categories is like kind of irrational, silly, like creature fears okay so mine in that category would be moths i understand it's irrational but i really don't like i am terrified of the idea of a moth like flapping on my face like that and the little powder gets everywhere (laughs) (laughs) so i don't think this is irrational but scorpions scare Uh, the crap out of me Uh i don't ever want to live in a place with scorpions yeah and uh, and I, I know it's just like the pinchers is like half crab, <laughs> half whatever. Yeah. And I think the the fear came to me because when I was a kid, one of the scariest movies I ever watched was Hook. Do you remember uh, Hook? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Boo Boo box on yes, Captain Hook's ship? Yeah. They shoved a guy in like a big old treasure chest, opened a little window, and dropped in scorpions and called it the Boo Boo box. And I remember lying awake at night being like, "What would it be like <laughs> to be in a box and then have somebody throw scorpions?" Do you ever inside? watch Fear Factor? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, did yeah. that a couple of times on Fear Factor. Oh my gosh, yeah. I was, I was like, I, I, I never, yeah, I was yeah. so scared of scorpions yeah. after that. So and then others are like kind of profound and like a lot of people would. So people who had kids, pretty much across the board, if they had children, one of their fears was about something happening to their children or yeah. not raising their children well or things like that. Um, so yeah, just like a lot of them were either about death or surrounding how they died. Um, that was another category that pretty much across the board, everyone had, um, personal injury was another category that pretty much everyone had. Kylie and I are watching, um, true detective right now. It's like four episodes in or so. And in this season, uh, these two kids, uh, little boy and little girl, they might be twins. Anyways, they go off on a bike ride and then they never come back. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to figure out what's going, they find the boy and blah, blah, blah. And ever since we started watching this, Kylie's like, because we live in a neighborhood where, like, our Kylie's sister lives around the corner, and so the kids can kind of go between the houses. But there's like a weird period where, for like a half of a minute, you can't see them. Neither neither house can see see them. Yeah. And uh, so now that she's watched the episode, (laughs) they they have not been going as much. Or she's like by the window, like Mama Hawk, (laughs) watching. Calling Canberra saying, can you see them yet? Can you see them? I, I lost them th- th- three seconds ago. Can you see them? Can you see them? <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun. 
Yeah. So, so I highly recommend it. And they yeah. do three episodes a week. So, cool. um, but they're really easily consumable. The name of the podcast, one more time. 10 Things That Scare Me. 10 Things That Scare Me. Yep. And mine is Fire Fraud. Go check them out if you're yep. looking for something interesting to do this week. Uh, if you're looking for something interesting to do this weekend, come to Eastlake on Sunday at 9.30 or 11. We'd love or to have you for part Or Room Mechanicals, right? Or Room Mechanicals. Yeah, we got a show uh, production going on right now. Um, it is like the complete works of Shakespeare, all abridged. It's like a bunch of them all mashed together and like a unique take on it. Uh, there's shows on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, although the Saturday ones are pretty full. So if you're looking for a little bit of room and guaranteed seats, check out Thursday or Friday. I don't know show times, but if you go to rmtheater.org, you should be able to find that out. Um, and because of their presence this week in our theater, our band had to do worship behind behind the it was the like curtains. the wizard of oz it was super weird it was <laughs> wizard of oz worship on sunday but it kind of plays into how we do worship anyway so. it worked out it yeah. wasn't that odd <laughs> yeah. i thought it would be more odd when i saw it i was like oh boy i don't know if this is gonna work because we could have just as easily like just pressed play on some sort of cd in the back <laughs> and you guys would have been like yeah this is pretty good the band sounds pretty great today it was a lot like hillsong <laughs> all right That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. You can find us on the socials. I'm at Brent Johnson. Megan is at... Meg Bojan, B-E-A-U-J-O-N. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. (laughs) You do have to spell your last name out a little bit more. Uh, Um, And uh, together at uh, the East Lake Podcast. So have a great week, guys. And uh, thanks for checking us out. However you found us, we're glad you did. We'll see you next week. Bye.